Hello and welcome back to another episode of Politibabble. I'm Oliver Sykes and today I'm joined by my most splendid co-host, Archibald Elliot. And hopefully you'll be able to guess our topic of choice to speak from the music that we'll play in a second. And there you are, hearing some of the wonderful sounds of uh, King's College Choir in Cambridge. I'm not quite sure what um, what music Mass was playing, but it was lovely to listen to when I found it. So, yes, we, my guest, we're discussing religion, or the issue of religion acting inside of politics. Aptly titled this episode, The Political Mass. Indeed. It's been a very... Uh, interesting few weeks and um, I I thought you know before we get into the topic I thought it'd be important to acknowledge um, a a very sad occasion um, which happened um, sort of at the start of September about about, about a month ago now Mm. and you know those sounds were familiar to us in a sense at, at, um, at the celebration of this fantastic person's life um how, how deeply saddened we were by by the loss of Her Majesty the Queen. Very, very much so. It was a most sad, sad occasion, uh, and I'm sure we'll discuss more of it later when we move into our, our current affairs. And it is obviously most fitting, because, supposing with this episode yeah. as well, because she was obviously the leader of the uh, or defender of the faith yeah. uh, for the Church of England. So it does tie in nicely, and I suppose it, it leaves little else to say than God save the King. Well, Archie, um, where do you stand on on the point of of religion in politics? Firstly, well, it's a difficult point with it, within itself, and we're discussing, I suppose, five themes I've jotted down. Um, obviously, far far in advance for this Indeed. podcast, five five themes which I suppose we'll discuss over the next um, few hours. So we've got the first one, which is uh, how does religion currently act with inside politics? Then maybe how are religious morals used for creating political decisions? Is that wrong? What happens if the country itself is a religious country? Should religion ever influence politics? And then is politics perhaps becoming a new religion? I think after those five themes we discuss, we then might have uh, an answer whether we believe that religion is either acting inside politics itself, is it right for it to act inside politics? And my personal standpoint is I'm, I suppose, use the word indifferent. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily or a good thing. It, it falls almost outside of that realm where we deem it as a good thing or a bad thing that religion acts with inside politics. But I think you take a different stance to myself on this. Well, you know, religion ha- and sort of politics are two things that don't particularly in my view, mix very well, or you know when they are mixed and they are brought up together um have created you know in the past um some 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 big events, and you know like to sort of show with the passing of her Majesty the queen um she had a state funeral, it was conducted in a church, she was obviously the defender of the faith you know um the 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 head of head of um the the Church of England, as I say, um, and it did bring people together of all different backgrounds, of all different faiths, 
Um, and I suppose, you know, that's what we do at a time of, of, of mourning. And um, it was a very sad occasion. And, you know, like the music brought brought in there at the start, it was very... It just added something incredible to, to, mm. to the day. But um, I suppose what I'm trying to say here is that, um, you know, politics and religion are just... They're, they're very two separate things and when mixed un- unless like you know her majesty who was a very religious person well I, I i i i'm under the understanding that she was very religious um she didn't seem to show it an awful lot apart from that she attended church services but that would be expected probably of a monarch wouldn't it, it under you know the church of england is the the, the faith of the the country as as i'd say the or christianity is the most uh popular uh religions um so she didn't tend to to mix it too much with the politics but i suppose she had a different could you furnish us perhaps with an example of why mixing religion with politics isn't necessarily good well i think they're they're both different things in in themselves and you know religion is it's a belief that someone someone has and across what we now live in a multi-faith world you know especially in the that hasn't UK hasn't always been a multi-faith world it has but the faiths have become people of mm. certain um areas have become a lot more sort of mixed as you say if you probably went back 100 years yeah. there probably would not be as much of mix of faiths in Britain. So yeah, I, I, um, I'd be inclined to agree there, but people of those views are all. Um, and I mentioned you got morals before, um, and that's really interesting because I remember a teacher saying to me once, "I'll bring. I'll say what I'm going to say later. Just yes. keep listening for what I what I've got to say on that matter." Um, but yeah, it. In my view, but but let's take the. Uh, issue more perhaps locally. You, I know you like you like local. I politics. like local Um And we t- we take the issue of Timwald, for example, yeah. and there, move or not move, to have people sit out of prayers who didn't want to be inside mm. prayers, and 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 that. Uh, but the, the prayers are. In, it, it, so, do, you, do you believe that the prayers should still happen within? Well, no, because them? the prayers are completely irrelevant to. To unless you are the person of that faith, and you know, but we're not there. We're not the the um, Christianity government of the Isle of Man. You know, well, the, we, the, Isle, the Isle of Man under the last census, we are a Christian nation by majority. We are, but um, there are many other faiths there, and there are many other people that don't believe in a faith. So to have that, you know, well, I've, I've, I've spoken to parliamentarians actually who are who are of no faith. Uh, to furnish an example, um, and even though they're, they're not particularly religious, it does actually provide, uh, as I said, a time for reflection at the beginning of the parliamentary session. So it, it provides a almost point for thought before you engage in politics to have that moment of reflection and thinking. Perhaps we are just a little cog in the larger picture and putting things in perspective that these prayers can always help them put their place in perspective. It doesn't necessarily... You don't necessarily have to be part of that religion to have that aspect and force that moment of reflection rather than just diving head in straight 
into thinking of such matters on a greater magnitude, but putting things in perspective. So surely isn't that useful as a part of the parliamentary process? It is, but when they were sort of discussing, um, you know, changing the way things were operated, they had an idea of bringing in sort of a thought for the day kind of process of people not under a faith, just speakers of groups, societies, etc., etc., you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't believe that what is said, to me, influences... It will influence someone of that faith, but if they're not of that faith... But if it doesn't then, influence someone, what's the problem? It's not having any effect, so... But, but what's the problem with... Keep, if it has no effect, as, as you say, yeah. what's the problem with keeping something with no effect? Because it's not worthwhile. But surely there's, I could point to a number of examples inside Parliament where there's plenty of business conducted <laughs> that, quite frankly, is not worthwhile. Should we scrap that too? Well, you're now coming into sort of... I know you're trying to lead this into traditions and values, etc., etc. It's a very straightforward question, I think. <laughs> I'd like you to reiterate the question because I didn't quite understand. Well, what you're you, you, to you say. said it, you said that prayers have no effect, and we can move on to the UK in a, in a minute. Yeah, but we're talking about the Isle of Man. Prayers have no effect, as you've said. What's the harm in keeping them because they have no effect? And you say it's because it's a, almost a waste of parliamentary time. But there's plenty of other things that are a waste of parliamentary time. Should we also get rid of those? Um, could you give an example of things that are wasting parliamentary time? Wasting parliamentary time. 90% of the business that goes through is just all voted uh, already through. And it just gets voted. And they, they have so many well, readings. Well, then, should we have a vote on... Right. Should, like, um, well, what, I'm, what I'm stabbing at Maybe is when it is who relevant. Should, who should decide what is relevant to parliamentary time and who shouldn't? You, we can stand here and we can say, oh, prayers, they aren't, they're not a good use of parliamentary time. But well, I'm not should a parliamentary. So. But if the parliamentarians, <laughs> they vote to keep them as they've done, mm -hmm. surely... That's up to them. If they want to waste their time, as you may put it, on prayers, is there, is there a problem? I mean, it's, it's only a short matter of the day. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't take up too much time. Even replacing them with what you suggested as a thought for the day, <laughs> surely that would have the same uh, effect. Yes, but it prayer. wouldn't be, you know, people... That, there's, there's people who are in the chamber who can step outside because... At the end of the day, they've probably got other things they can think about or, you know, they don't have to interact with um, to to talk about. Um, so, yeah, um, I, 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 I just see it as I, I, I'm just opposed to the view. Interesting. Well, if, if we again look at perhaps, I think, move on to our next uh, next one of our five points, although I think we should come back to they all tie in together, really, the overarching question of how religion currently exercises mm. politics. But if we look at religious morals, for example, where if you're... Are you, actually, I'll just ask you first, are you opposed to religious influences inside our politi political system? Um, what, what do you exactly mean by that? So someone, for example, arguing... Let's go an extreme... Uh, I'll go an extreme example because I'd rather not, I'd rather not face death threats. Mm -hmm. But let's say someone says they're opposed to the Climate Change Act because they believe it contra uh, contradicts the Bible, even though it would be a ridiculous 
link between the two, but would you say that well, was wrong? someone can express that view, but I would be opposed to that view. No, yeah. but okay, I'll bring you an extreme example. Let's say someone says that they refuse to vote on the abortion bill, as yeah. some have but, done, yeah. because they're Christian. Or refused, actually, we've got an example in Ireland with Andrew Smith, mm-hmm. where he refused, he said no to, to a debate to, 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 on yeah. assisted dying because of his Christian values. Do you believe that's that should happen? I believe that he should have got, well, if we're taking him as an example, I believe he should have taken the debate on and voiced his, his to, to, to not, to, to refute that at the fir- earliest possible stage, I think was completely wrong um the whole point to have a debate is to persuade is is to persuade unless you thought the debate wasn't relevant because of your beliefs um but surely you'd want to convince people through having a debate on against uh, on on your on your standpoint which was you know yeah, but I, 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 sorry maybe the the example i furnished maybe maybe wasn't mm. the best one but let's say he voted then it got it went to a debate it was going to debate and he voted against it Mm-hmm. Purely on the reason of a religious standpoint, uh, is, is that a no? Not particularly. Uh, he can express that view. I'm not. A... He he can vote against it. There isn't an issue. He. Uh, what I'm saying is, mm. is I don't think that political happenings and religion mixed together. People people of a religion expressing their view and voting against something that's completely fine. But having. Um, Say for example, I don't know. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something, but um, like you say with the, the prayers and, and other such means, um, yeah, utilizing religious um, a- occasions and n- not occasions. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the the correct phrasing here, but. Um, yeah, the way that politics and religion basically, I don't believe, go together very well. That, that That's basically to over to to, to get the. So let the let me let me paint a hypothetical situation. I like painting. Hypothetical I, I love situations. responding to your yes, hypotheticals, yes. Archie. This is hypothetical situation focuses. I usually choose a country from a different continent, but mm-hmm. because I'm uh, classed, I suppose, by some as European. Let's say it's a fictional European nation called um i'm trying not uh, trying to think of a nation that doesn't relate to any nation on earth called um take a planet then for example (laughs) 64 us and that's the nation is called 64 us and they have a legislature which is a unicameral legislature so there's no second house there's only a single house um and this unicameral legislature is made up of parliamentarians who are elected Mm -hmm. the people elect them on the basis of their policy and suddenly a social policy comes before Parliament. 90% of them are of religion you go. Mm-hmm. And eight, 10% of them are of no religion at all. The country is a majority, isn't majority you go, but they voted in the majority politicians as you go. This social issue comes before Parliament. Um, and again, some you go views coincide very much with non-Yugo views. So actually, no, let's say this country is over major- is by the majority Yugo. And they vote through this bill called X. And this X bill is diametrically opposed to what Yugos believe. <laughs> so it is getting complicated. So these Yugos will vote against it in 90%, and 90% do vote against it and the bill gets thrown out. 
Yeah. Is that right or wrong? Because they've based their principle not on any scientific finding on the social bill, but as scientific evidence maybe to suggest the bill could work and mm. could have a good effect. But they voted on it purely on their moral standing. And again, we must remember in the majority of the country, we are Yugo. So we, mm. can in, we may infer their moral standing or not. Some are more devout Yugos than other Yugos. Is that, is, is that religion acting badly inside politics? Does that mix not well, as, as you've said? It's it's a difficult one, and I and I see what you're you're trying to do here. You're trying to uh, cross me over on the issue. Um, but I'm trying to just edge out. Yeah, answer hypothetically. Um, people of a people of a religious view um, are entitled to express their point of view, um, but I think scientific scientific moral standpoints should obviously. Underpin to a certain extent someone's decision, but scientific evidence should override that. You know, um, well, I'm sure. Well, actually, we've got a perfect um, thought experiment later on this idea of rationality overruling our individual moral decisions. But rationality or scientific evidence doesn't always lead us to the right decision. Surely, mm-hmm. let's say we had the scientific evidence, and scientific evidence came through, which said that. 10% of the population had to be killed to stop overpopulation. And it was backed up by 99% of scientists. And they said, to save climate change, we must kill 10% of Earth. Mm-hmm. Surely our morals should supersede that and say, no, I will not kill 10% of Earth. Um, At least from yeah. uh, some sort of standing. I know, yeah, I no, I know. I know, I know, I know. I get what you're... I get what you're... Um, it's, an extre- you're it's a very, very yeah. extreme example. And obviously, things aren't so... It's difficult. It's difficult because I think, for certain situations, um, it depends, and um, it, it's just one of those things. Well, let's say this Bill X, which is going before mm-hmm. uh, sixty-four, us their unicameral mm-hmm. legislature. I managed to remember that in my head. So the sixty-four, us their unicameral legislature. Let's circle back to that. And their Bill X is actually we now discover. Bill X is about drug legalisation. Mm-hmm. And the scientific evidence says drugs should be decriminalised so yeah. people can go into rehabilitation centres and get rehabilitated. Yeah. But the country, well, the politicians are morally opposed to drug use. Mm-hmm. So they still believe people should be locked up for it. Yeah. Would that change our perception on whether, the, again, the majority of the country supports it? Mm-hmm. We, we've gone on this before, I suppose, on democratic issues. Mm. But... Should they be entitled to use their reasoning purely of the Yugo religion, that that should be wrong? Um, if the sign, I believe that if the scientific evidence outweighs it, then you know that becomes over your your religion. Your religion obviously will found found. Okay. You know, I, I just don't believe that that re- religion does get in the way of politics, and that's all I, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I feel as though we're going on around on circles on, on, um, on on what I'm having to say. Well, <laughs> let, let's say it's fifty-four. Let's say a different country, fifty-four us, and the whole legislature is not religious, but they have their own moral views, mm-hmm. and they've gone in same bill, Bill X, mm-hmm. which is about drug legalization, yeah. and their internal morals. They vote against it, even yeah. though the scientific evidence says it's therefore. We don't know why, yeah. but they vote against it. 
is, is that again another case of their morals shouldn't get in the way, even though they're not religious? I'm not ones. saying that. Um, it, it's a difficult one. It is. It it it, <laughs> it is, it is, it is difficult. These yeah. questions are difficult because. But someone must have. They must have had a so. They must have a a moral and the scientific ev- evidence must sort of go intact together. So if Why? someone because okay, drugs are bad for you because they will ruin. I let's let's say X drug will ruin you because it will decay your stomach. Mm. And you will die. Now, for someone that would be opposed to drugs, would go, now that's an awful thing. I don't think that is good at all uh, because it's going to hurt you. It's going to harm you and it's going to be bad for you. Um, So that then would inform the person to vote against legalising the drug. Even though the scientific evidence says it should be decriminalised. Well, I was talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if someone had, if someone believed that that, yeah, they had a pose view, they also, there was, it was very tight between the pros and the cons on this drug. So people... Their, mor- their moral views, it's, it's fine to have, to have a play. There's no, there's no problem with those two intersecting between morality and politics. Um... There's no problem with morality and politics being separate. So you said earlier about religion and politics. And yeah. They don't particularly mix too well, you believe. <laughs> I love the But does morality and, and politics mix particularly well? They have to, don't they? Because they have to. Because well, as, an individual, okay. as an individual, yep. you'll take, you, you, you take decisions off your moral. And I know you're going to keep following me up on this. Oh... Archie's uh, taking note of everything I say to just keep going round. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm interested on this point, and I'll circle back to my own view after I've yeah. uh, put Oliver <laughs> under the under the interrogation light for a bit longer. But you've you've said that morality and politics they have to mix, of course, because we, as I agree to you, we we can't really have immoral politics. No, say. no, no. If we said and we declared politics should always should be independent of morality then i think we'd end up creating we could we could have politics run purely by robots and machines but there's a reason why people run our politics Mm -hmm. um but is there any difference between morality and religion well so christians there are morals behind religions are formed on their morality yeah because of religion people are different sets Different um, types, but people of can morality. have morals regardless yeah, of religion or not. Of course, you they, know. Have, they have morals re- regardless of religion or not. But someone, let's say, who doesn't have a religious per se moral, and we'll come on to the I- issue of what actually is religion, and we come on to it when we ask mm. politics: is this a new religion? Someone has, let's say, they're utilitarian, as you may have come across in a previous episode. They believe mm-hmm. that the best for the for listeners who don't know what it is that they believe that they should take the outcome that has the best outcome for the, the highest number of people. And that's their moral system. Mm-hmm. How's that any different to that influencing their vote on a particular bill than it is a Christian politician who's influenced by their Christianity, their mm-hmm. Christian morality on this bill? Is there a difference? Is there a particular... Well, why is it any different between their religion mm. mixing with politics and morality mixing with politics? Yeah, it, it's it's that i i see what you're getting at here but my overall 
my overall aim is what I'm saying is that religion itself and politics. So let's say, for example, that now, I, I, I don't know, um, the government believe that as we are a Christian nation, that we must um, do uh, that euthanasia sh should never, ever happen. But the majority of people are calling for euthanasia. Now, how does that... If we're saying we are a Christian nation, but people maybe of a Christian view are not necessarily opposed to euthanasia. Well, it depends which branch of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Which the, well, there you go. So, so, yes. So, o overall, mixing, you know... But, but we go back to the point where you're going over an overarching view, but clearly then if on certain issues, the government doesn't just decide. It gets voted through by the legislature. Yeah. And the legislature who will vote through that, and they may vote that way and say it shouldn't happen mm -hmm. because they're Christian and yeah. their Christian denomination does not allow it. And they vote, vote it through. The people elect those politicians. So why is there an issue of religion enacting in politics? They may say the government puts forth this euthanasia bill for legally assisted dying. I can't probably call it euthanasia. Legally assisted dying or assisted dying bill. Can, you not, call, can you not call it euthanasia? Well, euthanasia, you can have involuntary euthanasia. Right, involuntary oh, right, euthanasia. Okay, so yeah, they're yeah. more specific, assisted dying. And the parliament says no, they reject it. Not because they're Christian, because their own morality differs from it. How's that any different to them voting against it, which is what I tried to stab at, right. than Christianity informing their morals, than a philosopher informing their morals. Let's say they apply Nietzsche to morals or something, or Hume to morals. Why, where's the difference between the two? Well, I suppose maybe you ha maybe your questions here have sort of uh, ha have turned me, have made me realise that perhaps um, I'm, I am I am incorrect, perhaps. You know? well, it's not um, incorrect or incorrect. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult yes. because it's only on, on certain terms... I suppose. But I'm just interested yeah. how, how, if we maybe reach an agreement that morality doesn't matter if it's religious mm -hmm. or not, still acts inside politics. Because I do agree with you, morality and politics do mix well. I believe that Christian morality, same as Buddhist morality, could inform politics. But we are, I think, overall a Christian nation. But on the overall issue of religion acting inside politics, where you said they don't mix particularly well, I'm interested to hear why they don't mix particularly well uh, and, and, and ask on that issue because I don't see much acting inside politics with religion maybe with religious services and you maybe mm -hmm. don't think they have too much use but it has no more use than uh, it has the same amount of use I believe or in some cases more use than a thought of the day but I'm interested to see where religion shouldn't we should have the secular state almost devoid of religion because we still have morality. Our morality must be formed somewhere. But I think it does perhaps come down to a definition, definitional debate, which in debating um, is always always the debate when you hate most. And I've had a had a had a couple of them where I've, you can't agree on the definition. I've also start, just come to the. I, I've I've just had a little think to myself, yes. and from from what I've sort of thought was well. Why do politics and religion not mix very well? Well, mainly sort of down to the factor that if people of different, it then turns into this religion war, essentially, rather than 
politics. And yeah, yeah. That, so I, I think it leads us quite well into the next Yeah, one. because yeah. at the end of the day, people then start becoming focused on the, the people squabbling over the religions and their religion and my religion and what our belief is on this and this and that. Then the actual fundamental issue that they're debating, it, it becomes... You know, is that not you, politics though? They, you say they squabble over my religion, that religion, this religion, that religion, but don't we have a similar thing in politics? I squabble over but, being conservative, under, over Labour, over but, Liberal Democrats, over the Green Party, but, but, uh, over UKIP. They squabble along the same <laughs> things. Is it not but, a form of an Iraq? But under religion? a secular state, there would mean remain neutral over religious issues <laughs> in the, mixed with but politics. But it depends, as I say, it comes back to a definitional issue of. What we class religion as? What, what's the bad aspect? Well, what's this aspect of religion that makes you think it should be separate to the state? It should be secular. Well, I just don't believe that things. Archie's staring me down. It's quite hilarious. Um, I just don't believe that things such. I, I, it's hard to. It's hard for me to um, to to get across what I'm trying to say, but um, that. Yeah, maybe we should leave this one here. It's got, it's quite. <laughs> well, we'll get, we'll get it. We'll get... I, I, if I come back yeah, to my yes. point in in a little while, when I've had a, had a deep think. <laughs> well, we, we move on to our our, our, our next. Um, we, we we we've 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 covered almost the points one, two, and three. But religion's influence on politics. We, you maybe don't, as I've come across, don't think religion should influence politics. But let's say we have something else, and we have. Yeah. Let, 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 let's actually just call religious. Religion, let's break it down to argument form. We call religion why. And why, maybe, should why um, influence government, which is X. Okay. Why should why not influence government is yes. what I'm trying and to let's say. And then replace why. Instead of religion, why is now pressure groups. Should okay. pressure groups influence government? Yeah. Should they influence government? Um, influence politics? Let's, let's scrap government. Should should Should... Pressure groups influence politics. Yes, to a certain yes, because Why? I think that they conduct um, research and um, construct good policy ideas, um, which can help inform um, decisions that the government or um, acts or uh, ideas that the government could could take out. Um, that's one of the reasons. Well, let's say a religious, a religious, religious group interest group has a religious interest group, and let's say it's a Christian lobby group, and it creates good policy. It so, does so what's yeah. the difference between that and a pressure group, let's say, on climate? Why should well, there be a difference between the Christian lobby group inf- influencing politics or a climate lobby group influencing politics? Um. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure on that. On that but you, you would say you'd be yeah. more opposed to the Christian group, or let's say, Islamic uh, group. Well, I went mm-hmm. today. Let's say it's a Sikh group influencing, yeah. or a Hindu group, or a Buddhist group. Is there any? There's, there's surely no distinction between that and an issue. Let's say maybe a climate's not a religion. It's not. It hasn't got that history behind it. But it's still at the principle. It's still a pressure group. It's still a lobby group. Mm-hmm. What's is is there is there is there a problem here? Theory things must influence politics. Well, I think everyone has a different. Everyone is from different 
faiths and different religions. So there's different there's different um, standpoints in those religions. Of course. So you know, taking what could be a, a small fraction and trying to, and I know you'll go to say, but this interest group only acts for this, only serves for this part of. Of of the of the nation, you can only second guess my points. <laughs> I, I I no longer need to sit in this chair. All of them, I know knows my yeah. points. So he can argue back against himself. Yeah, but yeah, what what? what but what's the difference? <laughs> I, I'm still going to get the point. I know. Where how's the distinction between Christian lobby groups lobbying for Christian interests is different to a climate lobby group lobbying for climate interests? They're both lobbying, but you would say you'd have less problem. Well, no, not problems. Not problems. Maybe problems the wrong word. There's no problems at all. But you don't believe the Christian lobby group mixes as well as well with politics as a climate lobby group mixes with politics. I mean, yeah, I'm not really. I, maybe I have double backed upon myself here. Um, I, there is obviously not much of me more to say, really. Uh, <laughs> If we get to that point, I'm digging into a hole, which is, which is nothing there. Maybe I, I should I get on the. I described it. We've, we, 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 we're, we're here with a lemon squeezer. Do Oliver you have is the an... lemon? Yeah, we're squeezing the lemon, but we're not getting the lemon juice. You're not. Oh. No. Um, maybe. <laughs> do, I mean, where do you stand on this issue? Issue. I need. Maybe I need to start asking the questions. It's been. Go ahead. It's, been yeah, a, it's probably. Please, it's been about please, 15 please, minutes please, of me please, relentless yeah. questioning. Please Gosh, do. now I know yes. how. I, 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 don't, I don't believe there's a difference between a Christian lobby group influencing politics and a climate So do you group. believe that, um, that politics sh- should be influenced by religion? We can't remove it. I, 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 it absolutely should be. It should be influenced by everything. Religion influences politics. Science influences politics. Other morality and uh, atheist groups will influence politics. It's, it's, it's a natural form of politics itself. Politics itself is fundamental about interest and okay about so let's influence. say l- let's take so let's go back to a local <laughs> issue let's say that in 20 oh when would the next election be 2026 uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. so in 2026 not your Aubrey Castletown and Malou sorry for stating your constituency um you all know where I live out to the very <laughs> very pinpoint area of Aubrey Castletown and Malou those three places yes, it's, yes. it's 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 uh, that's why I said it's a broad place yes, so yes, Aubrey Castletown Malou you have um, two candidates who yep. do not express any religion at all throughout their manifesto whatsoever. However, all the other constituencies and all the other MHKs, the other 20, mm-hmm. what would there be, 20, uh, <laughs> let me think. There's, there's two only two MH- candidates in our can- and there wouldn't two, be an election so, 20, so Because there's only two seats. So, so, two, so there'd be two MHKs, not, not candidates, sorry. Okay, yeah. There'll be two MHKs elected in 2026, and the other 22, yep. the, the other 22 MHKs <laughs> are elected, and they are all of uh, the faith of um, Christianity. Let's yes. say, for example, and all they debate upon is, I don't know, Christianity it, it, it is bringing in laws and bills to do with Christianity and um, yep. making heavily influence... Well, it's been voted um, by the constituents, so yes. Yeah. So, but but wouldn't you be opposed... You're of no religion, 
you completely opposed yeah. to the idea. I'm a blob, so yeah. It's you, well, you basically be ineffective. I've just come to the conclusion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what was your point? Well, how how on earth is are your how are you as an individual? Um, you don't want to, and as, as yourself, you're yes. not part of a religion. Um, not that I'm assuming that, but I'm saying in this hypothetical. Yes, I, I'm just and, a person X in this hypothetical. But you're against this sort of regime in itself yeah, sure. that, that re, this religion is taking over. Uh, it's becoming everything. Um, how would you deal with that? How would how would you, as a person who's completely against religion in politics, what would you do? Well, or, uh, and how would you? And what would you, as your, say your you know you're very close with your mhks and you're you're going on to them about how you you and they are completely against this but what's the difference as in let's say the isle of man had a party system mm-hmm. and they voted those other 22 were conservative well there you go i was yeah. socialist yeah and the socialist party won two seats and i didn't like this regime implementing their conservative policies mm-hmm. i was diametrically opposed yeah. to this conservative regime implementing their policies there would be no difference in this scenario there will always be disagreement in politics. The majority was voted in as Christian, and we work, in this current standpoint, as a democracy. Therefore, the majority support, in theory, mm. again, it's all uh, happy, hypothetical, utopian theory, the majority voted in for these Christian policies. <coughs> However much I do diamet- I could, uh, per- as person X, I could be diametrically opposed to this, there's no difference between lobby groups taking those interests. Maybe it was a climate lobby group and there are 22 climate candidates and they're all lobbying for every bill to be about climate change. And I was part of the constituency where I voted for two climate sceptics. Again, the difference I, I, I don't see so much. There will always be influence in politics. Mm. Politics is always run through influence. At the moment it's run through influencing mainly on money power. But... This, this this level of influence exists. I think it was. I, I I think it's been really interesting for me to have sort of, and and it's been a big reflection this podcast for me to maybe think to maybe realign, you know, not realign my views to sort of what's right. But, be re-educated, <laughs> Oliver. But to be to to have someone actually Sunak's re-education camps, are they? Um, yes. But is to sort of thought well, perhaps you know, perhaps I'm not of this. Perhaps I've come to the idea that I was of this view. You know that I was for that I was against religion in politics because I see it as, as, you know, maybe, you know, not the, the, maybe if I was someone who was very strong on, um, on certain things, have we got, sorry, um, that, that, yeah, that this is, this is sort of maybe sort of made me think quite a bit, um, but, but let's yeah. say, let's say we, we, we take politics. Enough of the waffle and, and, and ask, and ask po- <laughs> sorry, ask if politics perhaps is becoming, is, is, is becoming a new religion. It's the, is it the same as a religion? We've mm. split into almost these tribes of, we're, 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 maybe in this country we've moved away from the traditional religions. I am Protestant, I am Catholic, yeah. I, am, I am Methodist, I am Anglican. And we've maybe moved, although Protestants, they are, it's the two branches of, Catholicism in Protestant side, maybe messed up on that analogy there. But are we perhaps dividing into the tribes of, I am Labour, I am Conservative, I am Liberal Democrat, and even if you see social justice movements and their influence on politics, is wokeness itself not becoming mm. this politics where we yeah. must have these vowels written down, we can't even disagree with them anymore? What's the difference between 
social justice <laughs> influencing politics and religion influencing politics. <coughs> That's why I'm dying of um of dry throats. It's not COVID, don't we? I've, I, I hope so. I he hope hopes so. it is COVID. I hope it's not COVID. I hope it's not. I really do, Archie. Well, we all know, um, uh, as I put my satirical hat on, COVID doesn't exist. Wow. So, I, I think we can probably reach it. We've now... Uh, oh, it's, it's over oh, there. Oh, it's over there. I'm just wondering where my drink was. Yeah, yes. So, perhaps we've come over to the end of our discussion on religion and politics, perhaps. Perhaps, or should we carry on? Should should we carry on? Well, I can should you uh, gr- grilling the? Should religion make us carry on talking about politics and religion in this podcast forever? You know, uh, <coughs> I, I'm not sure where you're leading with that. Should point. religion inform this podcast, Archie? Uh, well, I'd say in some way it has. We're discussing religion here today, so surely it has informed our politics. But I think I was aiming to get a guest on also for this podcast, but unfortunately... Maybe they would have been able to give much clearer answers <laughs> yes, and not... He, he couldn't make it, so hopefully we, it, we can get another episode on yeah. Oliver's favourite topic. And it's time for reflection after this, but... is well, it, Where where does the, 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 the guest that you were hoping to get on, do you know where he sort of stands on this issue? Maybe he'd be able to back me up a lot more here. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we can come to discuss this once again but surely you must be of a, a polarizing view to yourself <coughs> or completely aligned with you because we never have well we either have either or you know well there can only be either or uh, yeah. but <coughs> about religion inside politics i don't believe there's any greater difference of religion acting inside politics as other special interest groups acting within inside politics except religion has a greater history a greater depth a greater ability almost to deal with with certain issues, because it's had that moral questioning for thousands and thousands of years. And perhaps our own morality system, especially in the West, so we are in a Christian country after all, our individual morality has been, <coughs> sorry, do excuse me, has been defined by religion itself, where we believe Stealing is wrong. Murder is wrong. Well, I suppose adultery is wrong. Yeah, well, Also's I suppose me. Well, we've been religion. we've probably been heavily influenced by religion. You know, in our primary school, it was Christian. <laughs> Archie's taking a swig of water and, <laughs> and then he just... choked himself to death. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll give him a second or two. Um, <coughs> Sorry, yeah. but uh, yes, um, yeah. During our primary school, we had lots of sort of religious yes, people. And that will have informed us, won't it? And lots of assemblies Perhaps and Oliver, events. all this time, has been trying to deny religion acting inside politics. And really, he's yeah, the propagator. Maybe I am the problem. Maybe I thought... Maybe I, maybe I was sort of <coughs> hiding, masking behind the view that I was yeah. opposed. And maybe, so yes, may, after all... So, so have you... Um, may, so has may, this changed my view, yeah. are you trying to say? I, I think I have to... Ex- need more time for reflection? Well, I think... I think my... I'm coming... Here we are. I've, I've maybe formulated what I wanted to say overall now. Hurrah. Maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm not of the view that people that... Um, I've got to be careful. I've got, I've got to think what I'm going to say here. Um, Always do with religion. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I'm of the view that um, that I accept that religion should be... That politics and religion, ha- it happens, you know, and it will always happen. Maybe I'm of the view that I'm not the biggest fan of it, of them going together. I think that's what I've come to the conclusion. I, and I'm, I, I'm still interested too, as, as and in he's why, but going. We, we, we shall have to, I think we shall have to circle back to this yeah. when we have a guest on. Have a, maybe I will never know. Maybe Oliver just, just sits neutrally in yeah. his diplomatic position. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it, I must say it's, it's been interesting. I mean, always interested to discuss it's religion, religious influences inside politics. Yes, and what constitutes religion, but. Well, what what is anything these days, Archie? You know? <laughs> Indeed, but ra- 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 so some things we shall never be able to understand <laughs> in our human lives. But going back to a point you said earlier, and this is um, breaking into a perhaps new segment. Oh, <coughs> so oh, it's a similar. It's be a recur- recurring segment, but it's related. I'll get you to read it out. Related to a point you said earlier on rash- morals being perhaps overruled by science. Should rationality always supersede our decisions? And I'll get you to read out this thought experiment from the pig that wants to be eaten, number 18. I'll get the entire... What was this entitled for you, whilst you re- uh, before you read this out? Okie dokie. It's entitled The Rationality Demands. So please do read out. Okay. And it's from... You've already said it's from the pig yes. that wants to be eaten, number 18. Based around ethics on rationality. Sophia Maximus has always prided herself on her rationality. She would never knowingly act contrary to the dictates of reason. Of course, she understands that some of the basic motivations to action are not rationale, such as love, taste and character. But not being rationale is not the same as being irrational. It is neither rational nor irrational to prefer strawberries to raspberries. But, given that reference, it is irrational to buy raspberries when strawberries are just as cheap. Right now, however, she is in fixing of a something of a, of a sorry, she is in something of a fix. A very intelligent friend has persuaded her that it would be perfectly rational to set off a bomb which will kill innocent people without any obvious benefit, such as saving other lives. She feels that there must be something wrong with her friend's argument but rationally she cannot see it what is worse the argument su- the, ar- the argument suggests that she would set off the bomb as soon as possible so thinking so thinking longer is not an option in the past she has always thought it's wrong to reject good rational arguments in the favor of hunches of or institutions intuitions intuitions sorry um yet if she follows reason in this case she can't help but feel she will be doing a terrible wrong. She should knowingly follow the less rational path or trust reason over feeling and detonate the bomb. So, does rationality always equal good? Yes, we're asking on on, on this Mm. this pertinent question at the end of it, which is, should she follow the less rational path, not set off the bomb, or should she follow the rational path and set off the bomb? It's very complicated, these thought experiments, aren't you? (coughs) Well, they always are. Yeah. There's, no, there's no right answer, which is why there you go. I greatly enjoy them. But we asked a question on rationality. We must remember the argument at stake here, which has persuaded Sophia. Sophia, sorry. Sophia. Sophia. Sophia, to rationally set off the bomb, is purely rational. It is entirely rational. And you, we, we don't get the argument, because to construct an argument that it's rational to just set off a bomb for no purpose at all, to kill people, I don't think we could reasonably construct a rational argument or at least would be um, debated against whether it was rational or not but pretend here for the sake of reason it's perfectly rational which should she follow? You suggested earlier that we should follow rationality which is science in some sort of sense over our our decisions on our morality Mm -hmm. would we still apply that in this case? So 
So what you're trying to say is here that she would detonate the bomb quick. Should she detonate the bomb or not detonate the bomb? Because rationally, she has been persuaded that it would be perfectly right to set off the bomb. It's a perfectly rational situation. Yeah, it's too difficult. For, uh, I just yeah. So she sets off the bomb. Should she set it off or not? She has to set off the bomb straight away. She it's has a split to. second decision. Because again, what happens again when we debate morals? In my certain point of view, is morals can only be applied when we think about it. We can't necessarily apply morality in split second decisions. If you've got to shoot a child in a cabinet to keep the whole room of people safe because it would scream. We don't make rationality. We don't apply morals to that because we don't think. We just have to do. Yeah. That we have yeah. to choose. Do I or do I not? It has to yeah. be a clear cut decision. But yeah. Here, <clears throat> I think. <clears throat> actually, I'll let, you, I'll let you answer before us before I uh, put influence because influence, if we apply a quote from Dorian Gray, is always bad, says Lord Henry. Well, should she set off the bomb? Um, <laughs> so rationally, it would be. It would be. Perfectly rational to set off the bomb. Yes. And what would be the other side of it? That she she doesn't feel like she'd be doing the right thing. She feels that she'd be committing a wrong. Yeah. But should she knowingly follow the less rational path, which is against rationality and yeah. not set off the bomb, because she should trust that she thinks it's wrong. Um I, because she can't help feel that it's entirely wrong, but she knows yeah. it's perfectly rational. Or should she follow that perfectly rational? I line think of she thought? should go against the perfectly rational thought. Why? Because just because something's rational doesn't mean you have to go and do it. Interesting. <laughs> That's where you see. I, I I'd agree with you. <laughs> yeah. sense. I'd agree with you. Oh. Because certain things in the world they can't be rationally ascribed or irrationally ascribed. They are morals. Mm. Our internal morals. That uh, as I think it was Socrates said in our head. His little voice in his head which sometimes appears. And if we really think to ourselves, we do have that voice. We have that voice whether what we're doing is right, mm-hmm. what we're doing is wrong. Even though right and wrong are extraordinarily difficult things to apply. And in this case, I would say she should trust her own internal morality. But leading back to the point earlier where you said we should trust science, where science is rational. But if I still believe, yes, the science makes logical sense. It's rational. It's supported by scientific fact. But internally, I still feel this policy is wrong. Should I still vote against it? I I don't. I I really don't know. Uh, can you can you repeat can you repeat yourself again there? So a policy earlier, which we call policy, Pop yeah. Bill X. Bill X. But this bill is just clearly Bill X this time. We don't know what it's about. Science supports it. Rationality supports this bill. If but we morals, are to, but morals if, if we were to right. mix rationality and, mor- uh, uh, and, and science, but my internal morals mm-hmm. don't support this bill. I have a feeling that I will be doing a terrible wrong, just like Sophia did here with Bob. But surely something must influence those morals, whether it be the... Ra- <coughs> the... But something's influenced her morals that she mm. says she feels something will be doing a terrible wrong. And we've agreed she shouldn't set off the bomb. She should not listen to rationality because we probably applied by thinking about it, our own moral standpoint, mm. where it would also be against our morals. But in my morals, in this case, go against scientific evidence. Yeah. Should I vote for it or not? It's up to you, isn't it? 
Or you can say the same here, it's up to Sophia, but we're making yeah. a choice for the Sophia. We are playing God in this situation. <laughs> we're playing a divine creator. But it, it applies to many things in our, in our world where we think something is wrong, but we've been rashly persuaded it's entirely right. Mm. But we internally know it's wrong. And again, we may face a psychopath. But a psychopath is no problem. <coughs> his morals, well, yeah. his morals mm. are the same as his rational arguments. It is no problem with going forth and doing what Sophia feels is wrong. So it is a moral dilemma, but I think it actually ties, it unintentionally ties quite well into this debate on religion and, uh, and politics. Yeah. Oof. It, it, it's, diffi- it's difficult, isn't it? It's, um, where, where would you, where would you, what would you say on the matter? On the matter of... On the, on the, the, the hypothetical you, just, the you bill? just gave to me, the bill, yeah. I would say follow the internal morals at this point. Okay. Because there may be something. I, I've ch- probably changed my view since our last episode where we discussed morality, oh, wow. which was that the ethical, the ethical morality. Could bribery be ever wrong? And in some cases, I like to apply utilitarianism, but I'm not a devout follower. <laughs> I can't believe it's right to apply in every case. Mm. Because some decisions, like this, we may be debating here we could debate for hours on the morality. I think it would be helped if we had some port alongside. Oh, definitely. <laughs> At least I'll have only able to bear my voice then. Um, but going on that, we could debate for hours. But until we're there, we have to make the split present decision. We won't know. Mm. We won't know. And we could apply different contingencies in it. We could even point to examples in Mao's China, <coughs> where people were persuaded, and they did, denounce and report their best friends because they were persuaded it was in the rational interest of the state and creating a communist society that it was right to call out their friends. It was right to report their friends to the authority. The same happened similarly in Stalin's Russia and Soviet Russia or the Soviet Union. So it has been proved examples in history Mm -hmm. that rationality follows it. But obviously... This argument, I think, is it's so hypothetical that I don't oh, think we want... Oh, it's beyond my... It's beyond my ken of what <laughs> could be a rational argument for blowing up that bomb for no benefit whatsoever. So it is a interesting issue to discuss, but I think we could pry this point for hours. And it's, it's a, there's a thought to process. I'm sure we'll be debating it for a while on the way back home. So mm-hmm. I think we should uh, <coughs> shimmy along to our ne- next part. Well, of course, it's been a while since we were last here, so we've, um, well, Archie, go ahead with your new conservative leader. Oh, land of hope and glory, <laughs> yeah. uh, mother of the free, how shall we exalt thee who are born of thee? Sing from land of hope and glory from Edward Elgar, rather speaking the words, my singing voice is <clears throat> not quite up to it today. As you had a fanfare to introduce yourself, Indeed. though, so. Who needs the singing? <coughs> I just have the fanfare. So... The UPM Oliver, what's your thoughts? Well, it's been it's been a challenging um, couple of weeks for her. She's only what is she now? Th- uh, Thirty days into her premiership. Um, well, she's always even... been an anti-monarchist, you know. Yeah, that's the memes which uh, circulate TikTok or that clock app at the moment. The clock app. What's that? <coughs> TikTok. Oh right, the clock app. right. Yes. Um, I believe that. 
um, you know, she's sort of taking a leaf out of the the Trump and Boris playbook of playing the populism. Um, so oh, I don't think she's <laughs> even done that, Oliver. I voted for her, and I regret it. I am quite happily say I regret I it. I think everyone regrets it. I think she's tried to play this hard line. I'm going to do this. She scrapped the best, single best thing out of that budget. Yeah. She scrapped. Not the bankers' bonuses. Not the cut on corporation tax. Not the heavy unfunded tax cuts worth 40-odd billion. No, no. She cut the one worth two to three billion. The 45 pence on the pound rate. Yeah. Because she faced backlash. It was the... It was not... It was, yes, it is a, it's a, a string along to populism, but she's done an awful job. She, her mini budget, quite literally, crashed the pound. Yeah. Oh, she did. It was, it, yeah, it was something else. But um, not only to acknowledge that, I mean, they, they thought they were celebrating. Uh, and Archie, Archie knows what I'm going to say, doesn't he? Quasi quarting in the champagne reception yeah. after the mini budget. Yes, yes, we all know. <laughs> Ah, Archie, I think, is quite ashamed of the Conservative Party. <laughs> they, they, they've done an awful, awful, awful job. It's not Conservative to cut taxes without cutting expenditure. Mm-hmm. We must have fiscal management. They scrapped that fiscal, the three-year fiscal well, rule. Did she, have decreasing the, did she have the fiscal alongside... policy framework in place? No, she didn't. <laughs> well, the only thing she had to deal with immediately when she got into wasn't office, she, wasn't she... as you speak rather fast, is the problem of energy. Only thing budgetary she had to face... <laughs> She did not have to put a mini-budget before Parliament that quickly. She should have taken the time to think, put the budgetary, place in, put budgetary plans in place, seen the OBR, got the reaction from the markets before doing this budget. Well, they were in a rush, but they actually had a bit of time on their hands because <coughs> there was no parli- parliamentary business. Rush and Kwasi Kwarteng blames it on the passing of Her Majesty... Um, which is, Queen which Elizabeth is not, II. Which is, which is not because it clearly went down after he introduced his budget. And yes, it, the pound has bounced back up on the markets. The gilt markets have sort of recovered, but mortgage rates are still going up. And we must remember, as I think British Unite might have, in hindsight, done a better job. Mm. He wants to protect those mortgage rates, and they're entirely yeah. linked to the gilt markets. But basically, they, they will, all said, I think they will get worse in the long term. They, they may have bounced back momentarily, but she has no, the funniest, no clue. The funniest thing no is, clue. is that they said this was going to happen to Rishi, didn't they? They basically said something similar would happen to Rishi, but it actually happened to Liz. Oh, and yes. that's funny. And Liz is no good, as, as we've always known. She's no good. <coughs> no, we thought she'd be good because she'd cut tax. We like cutting tax. I thought it'd be fiscal managed. She might cut expenditure. They weren't going to be unfunded. That's what I thought. Doesn't, and doesn't the Chancellor of the Exchequer speech. have a oh, PhD in economics at uh, <coughs> oh, Oxford oh, yeah. University? Okay, uh, oh, is it Cambridge to start? It might be Oxford. Uh, uh, maybe Cambridge. Sorry, sorry. I don't know. I don't, don't quote me on that. It, it, is, it is beggar's belief how this has happened. <laughs> but Liz Truss, I thought she'd get better. And she'd at least, when she's Prime Minister, have a proper speechwriter who'd write her speeches. Mm. But she's only good at sound bites. She's, only, she's very good at getting that soundbite in, in a debate. Very much. She's also not very good at interviews but at she, all, but, as no, we but saw she can't, on she can't uh, interview and she Laura Gunsberg. I mean, she literally pauses there and... and uh, she as... does the same in her conference speech. <laughs> <laughs> we import two-thirds <laughs> of our cheese. cheese, and that is a disgrace. But um, There's a wonderful, wonderful impersonator. Uh, I can't remember... can't remember who she is. Who does the most spitting image of her. On, on YouTube and, and social media. It's very much... Well, we... 
<coughs> we have a decisive, we're taking a decisive plan of action. The weird smile and hands. Wait for pause. Uh, and she does it in the Lord Comes, but she won't answer the question yeah, either. And, 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 and funny enough, when I was listening to another great political podcast, The Rest is Politics podcast, although not that's, as good as ours. it's not as good as ours. It's not designed by the youth for the youth. Um, but uh, I've, I've frozen. Um much just like, like I ha- distrust us much, quite a lot. Much like I have done today. So they were saying about how she, like, uh, her Adam's apple, like, moves up and she gulps when you can tell that she either is crapping herself or um, is, you know, doesn't know the answer to a question or is lying um, because she she's goes... Better, she's better, as I've said in our previous podcast. When she's one-to-one. Oh, is that because she's not being challenged? Because she's with her little conservative friends, Archie? Here he is. (laughs) He said, oh, she was fantastic on the Zoom call. Fantastic with... uh... Yes, because she wasn't being challenged at all by anyone. They were all agreeing with her. She seemed more genuine than Rishi. But I think at this time, I'd rather non-genuineness but actual proper answers which answer the question than... Will you be... Economic mismanagement. So does this mean that you will be uh, moving across the benches to the finest? Certainly not. Uh. Why do you move across? Liz Truss may be bad, but she still <laughs> is the Conservatives believe in all a lot better than well, the back on the other bench. Well, the, that, that does number. take us on to Sakir Starmer, who is flying ahead in the polls. I saw he, he's taken another chunk out of her today. Um, he seemed to be have a great reception at the um, party conference last week or the week before in Liverpool. Um, a, a lot better than Liz Truss has had. I mean, I saw videos on social media of um, MPs and the like at, at the Conservative Party conference falling asleep, dozing off, not even taking any interest in the speeches. Apparently, it was an absolute shambles. But Keir Starmer had it pulled together, and he has the great British energy, whatever he's I doing. I said it was pulled together. It was a attempt to be Blair. But the problem is, he lacks the charisma of Blair. Yes, at this time, he may seem to some a better option than Liz Truss. But <clears throat> we look at his deputy city, Angela Rayner. We look at these people in his cabinet and we think, would I trust them with the country? <coughs> My answer we've is... Got, we've, got, we've got a former... Uh, excuse me. We've got a former... Uh, uh, Leader of the, the the shadow cabinet, leader of the Labour Party. We've got Ed Miliband in there. Uh, you know, he actually knows what he's on about when it comes to energy, unlike Moggy. <laughs> no, I'd say Jacob Rees-Mogg. I would trust more than um, Ed Miliband. But but we must remember, this is the interim period. Liz Truss is tweet- treating this like we treat the golden rule in politics. The, oh, the first years. 100 days is the most important days. Or no, no, it's, so. it's a two-year, it's a three-and-two-year three rule. You do the worst stuff, harshest stuff in the first times of office, first bits of office. Yeah. And towards the end, the last two years, it's all electioneering. No hard policy, all good policy, all happy news. She's got to really... Doing this, she's, and she's got 18 months. She's got to really sort putting, herself you know, she's out. She's putting the hard stuff in, which we think, or at least some political commentators, some political analysts think she's putting hard stuff in now and will recover. Nah. We can't she can't be... recover if she's not got the money there to do anything. Whether her budget, again, we must remember, it's just a budgetary statement. It hasn't been voted through. Yeah. It's already been watered well... down once. Will it be watered down more? That's the question. More And you turn after you turn after you turn will show that the Conservative Party is not fit to be... How? 
Surely U-turn shows they're listening, Oliver. It shows they're listening, but clearly the way that the clear the, is this the, the, thing not good in politics. It is good. Yes, then it what's is. What's wrong with them taking U-turns? Because it just shows that you are taking on board the views of the of the more elect of what the electorate want, which is what is that, all is the that, parties. Is that, is that bad? The government taking on the views of what the electorate wants. But that's the views of what. The Labour Party, you, you <coughs> have been... Ex- Surely you want what the electorate wants is what should be in government. Would you disagree? Yes, but... Then what's wrong but with the, the electorate? But the electorate the are the lobbying... Electorate. The electorate are lobbying the government as well as the... That's why. Because but what's the ele- wrong with that? Well, because the, the government are no longer going to be the government because it just shows how incompetent they are. So you prefer the government you're wasting, to stick to their policy? Well, if you're wasting time going on U-turns, it's costing money, it's costing parliamentary time. <coughs> Surely you U-turn on taxation, which removes £2 billion to £3 billion less... It's a good... Th- I'm not saying no, it's no, not no, a no, good no, thing. No, I'm just saying waste. it's not a good thing for that party. <coughs> it's less wasteful when continuing with it. More money is kept... Oh, yes, I'm yes. not saying that. But why... But they're wasting money by taking that in the first... They're destroying their reputation. Yes, but, but Oliver, you've said the government should follow what the electorate wants. Yes, and they don't do that in the first place. But they the government's you the... turning to follow what you've said the electorate wants. Which is as well why as what the bad? opposition are wanting. But why is that bad? Well, if you keep taking on the on the on board of the opposition's oh. policies and advice, then it just shows that you. Uh, but, but, but we're not talking about the reputation front. We're talking about the policy decisions. Is that decision bad or right? Is that is that decision wrong to take? I'm not saying it's not wrong, but I'm saying it's affecting. It will be affecting them. Well, it may be. I think we'll, we'll have to play and see. I, I don't. I don't think they're putting themselves in a strong position. I've played devil's advocate there. They're doing yeah. absolutely atrociously, and yes, their reputation is in tatters. So, the, the Labour Party are looking stronger than ever. <coughs> they have. Oh, I mean, after no, twelve no, no. years of conservative austerity, Archie. <coughs> I disagree here. <clears throat> the Labour Party's not looking stronger than ever. It's just as strong as it was. I'd also like it's to no, get sorry. on. It's just as weak as it was. The I'd also is, like to the jump onto the Conservative this... Party is getting weaker. <laughs> not the Labour Party getting stronger. The Conservatives are getting weaker. The, the the Labour Party's more united than it was over a year ago, and they're even admitting they admit that themselves. I would start laughing, but unfortunately I can't laugh because I'll just end up choking. But. Uh, that, that, do, do we that, need that, to take I'm sure, you? I'm sure that was a stand-up comedy. Do we need to take you to Manx Care, Archie? With oh, that, if I was to Manx Care, Oliver, I'd be waiting. You wouldn't have a year before the next political podcast because I'd still be waiting there. Could we just discuss this anti-growth coalition thing? Which the anti-growth coalition is effectively the Conservative Party, isn't it? You know. Uh... <laughs> yes, I remember. Yeah. Then wanted to get the anti-growth coalition is the. Just stop oil. It's XR. Well, they were saying... They it's, were... it's Extinction Rebellion. It's the... Labour. It's the Liberal Democrats. It's the Greens. They're well, the yeah, Greens. Stop yeah. Gross but the funniest thing is, 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 is it'll be difficult for Sakir because um, Listras is going to have a dig in him when his main thing the other week was about growth, 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 wasn't it? And she goes, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> because the whole anti-growth thing is just quite funny. Yeah. I think if those tax cuts were funded, there wouldn't be such issues in the market. Personally, that's my own opinion. I might be entirely wrong. I might be right. That's my opinion. There are unfunded tax cuts, and unfunded tax cuts, never good. No, never. Not conservative. Well, uh, have we got anything else to move on to? Oh, I think my laptop has just... (coughs) uh, 
my laptop even turned off or died, so um, that's unfortunate. Or it's re-shut down or something. What are we talking about now? We're talking about Isle of Man news. Yeah. Um, so that gives me the time to um, have a look at, at, at Isle of Man news. So, of course, the cost of living crisis continues, as we know, throughout out the globe. Um, so the Isle of Man government have set up a couple of initiatives, such as the Community Fund for, I think it's creating warm spaces, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. The £2 bus cap for November. That's a very interesting one. Uh, in education, we'll have a brief look at exam results, head teachers, and a ministerial move. That's all for Manx News. We'll only keep it brief. Well, there was an interesting point on the first part you mentioned everywhere around the globe thinking it's a cost of living crisis. It took Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand quite a few weeks in March to actually admit it was a cost of living crisis. The media were saying it. The people were saying it. The news pundits were saying it. Oh, yes. I remember <coughs> she this. Said no. Yeah. Yes, yes. And no. she accepted it now. Yeah, so she yeah. accepted it in a matter of weeks. But Well, in terms of Isle of Man uh, exam results, um, I remember when, well, first of all, the minister sort of did a U-turn. She said, you know, we won't be publishing uh, <laughs> exam results. She's having a rocky ride, I think, I believe, at the moment. Uh, mm. But um, she wouldn't be publishing Isle of Man exam results because she didn't really feel the need to, I assume. Or the she just said they, do, this they just said the they weren't. believes that their schools have done better than the UK. They say we've had a strong year, we're better than the UK. But it's the opposite. We're not comparing. Yes, I know. Uh, And she said that most students were satisfied and had reached university. Um, But, yeah, the the results, I mean, some of the high schools have not released their exam results. Uh, The exam results on the board are not particular. with this grade inflation clawing back on the grade inflation, I think it was a cutback of A star to B 7%. Yeah, but they they cut back across across the board. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, I think, when the announcement... There's only so much time. When the announcement comes out from Ofqual later in the year, that would be more interesting. Yeah. Um, But I'll just have a quick look at the stats. I think it was... What does it say here? Um, This is... And date, yes. Ooh, cannon um, on the global business trips. Yeah. Waste of government money or not, Oliver? Well, we'll see afterwards, won't we? We'll see the outcome of the trip. I love it when there'll be a Freedom of Information request in a couple of months' time and <coughs> say it cost £8,000. Um, I wonder if it's because of your flu, obviously. Did they charter a jet? The Alaman they... school. school the Alaman school students achieved an overall pass rate of more than 98% for their qualifications with pass rate for GCSEs, IGCSEs and other level 1 and 2 qualifications at 91, 98.1%. A pass for level 1 and 2, well that goes down to a D, doesn't it? And for A-levels, it's an E. Yeah, so, so you can alter the stats to suit yourself. Well, everyone alters the stats, even in, in politics generally. But they'll also say, well, it's the one to nine in the UK, so we can't quite... You know what I mean? They'll do that, yes, won't yes. they? Anyway, um, the pass rate for A-levels, A-star to E, and other qualifications was at 98.8%. Well, that looks good, doesn't it? Because it's A-star to E. Um, but at the end of the day, you e can't get funding... You. It goes you, to you, Yeah, and also you can't... Oh, with more than half achieving A-star to B passes in, in subjects such as psychology, physics, and politics. So... There's, there's high hopes for politics students out there, you know? Um, <laughs> Each cohort is different, as they'll say, Oliver. Yes. <laughs> Alas, um, we, we will keep moving on. £2 bus cap for November. Why are they leaving it till November? Um, you know, it's good, though. Will they keep a permanent £2 bus cap? 
Archie's been calling for them to reduce the the for students, yeah, for students, yeah. It, it it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it makes much sense. Where I can drive from my home here and back, yeah, for less than it costs me, really, to make one trip to Douglas on a bus, yeah, where but, I have to walk, but the price an hour to the bus stop, yeah, I still have to walk thirty minutes from wherever the bus stops up to here. It's ridiculous. But the price cap will solve, you know, will will aid this issue, won't it? <laughs> Haven't heard that uh, jingle in a while, but that's our recommendations jingle. Any recommendations for us this week, Oliver? Well, I don't know whether I've ever said it before, but the Rest is Politics podcast is a great podcast. I listen to it on the bus quite frequently. No, I don't think you've ever said it before. No. Really. Anyway, um, I like, I just like it at the moment. They're really regular updates, and they're taking sort of like each day as it comes with with doing a podcast. So if something big's happened, they'll do a podcast. What else have I watched uh, or listened to or read? Um, I'm, just, I'm just busy at the moment. Um, oh, Channel Four. There's a new thing on. Make me Prime Minister. I think you should go watch it. I've not watched it yet, but I hear it's great. I think Alistair Campbell's got something to do with it. But it's like an Apprentice-style, like The Apprentice, but with people that want to be the alternative Prime Minister. I think that what's-her-name's on it? You know, the councillor lady. Um, you shall get out of this Zoom now. Don't you kick me out. What's her name? Oh, that councillor woman last year. Do you remember? I do. What was her name? Do you remember? I can't remember. Jackie oh, Weaver. Jackie Weaver, yeah. that was it. She's supposed to be on it as an alternative prime ministerial candidate. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. So, yeah. Hopefully I'll get, I recommend that. I've not watched it yet, but I hear it's great. So there we go. Archibald. Well, yes, I, I, I read a while ago. This is a wonderful book, which is called uh, Unfreedom. I'm, it's, it's a small Unfreedom. book. It's, it's about the size of an A4 notepad. Eight five, eight five notepad. It's quite. I like the book. I like the cover. It's I'd, very. I'd, I'd say um, slightly bigger than a six. A six, a six, maybe. <coughs> Sorry, on my. Yeah, but a four style. It's very notepad. appealing to the eye. It's got it's, some great. It's it's really it's called great. On freedom. It's by Cass R. Sunstein. So it's about our nudges in life. So we have a GPS. Now we're actually really free. Are do nudges impede on our freedom? Are they always useful? Are they in fact useful for our freedoms? That's what I've been. Again, recommend for you to read. It's very. It's not overly long because all of this commented on, but it's rather interesting and it's, it's quite a fun read and the argument builds up quite well. Fun? Yes, yes, in, very interesting. And then I would recommend the wonderful uh, Richard Strauss opera, Salome. Um, very good, I won't spoil it. Strategy, one act, uh, about an hour and a half, 90 minutes running time or something, or two hours running time or something similar to there. Very good. I love tragedies. I watched a wonderful one streaming from the Met Opera last night Ooh, at home. <clears throat> it was a 2013 rendition of I can't quite remember the name of it. Give me half a minute and I shall get it for you. Oh, goodness me. Anyway, um, in the meantime, um, what else? What else would I like to re- recommend? I don't know, but ah yes, um, it's Russian opera. Oh, Russian. Is based on the book by Alexander Pushkin, Eugene Wonjin. Or I can't, I can't quite pronounce the name. Uh, one minute, I might be able to get it. Uh, listen to it. I I can't quite remember what it sounded like. Uh, my Russian pronunciation is not overly good. Uh, if you couldn't tell, there we are. No, uh, oh, it won't play. 
Anyway, that was rather good. Uh, and yes, I would recommend that. As, go to Met Opera. You can get a free trial, actually, for seven days. A wonderful selection over there, so yes. Fantastic. Well, I think that includes this very interesting podcast, um, which has sort of sent me round the... The, the the world in terms of my thoughts, opinions on religion and politics, and it's basically sort of... I, I don't know whether I ever was... Re- you know, whether I was really, you know, against religion and politics mixing. I don't... You know, it's made me think about it, for definite. Um, I think we should apply... We will we will come back to this, yeah. this issue, hopefully, with a guest. With a um, guest, and maybe they might yes, be a bit yes. more in... A bit, you know, a bit more informed than I am, or have a more concentrated... Maybe well, they have... they'll provide a different yeah, start. A different, different stance. stance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that concludes this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed. And as usual, you can listen back to the past episodes of the Politibabble podcast on manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Politibabble. That is manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash Politibabble. If you do want to come on, discuss it, have any thoughts about this issue on the today do get in touch on our social media platforms and we'd be most happy to engage or get you on to discuss debate and be grilled you've been the litty babbles